Pickaxe. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So... We've got an update. Oh, yeah. Do you uh, do you want to remind everybody what happened at the beginning of the last podcast, Mikey? We committed an act of vandalism on Google Maps, to put it simply. Um, <laughs> we do that a lot, don't we? <laughs> and yeah, then we go easy. <laughs> and we don't say other people to do it, but other, well, or do we? But other people do it, and it just adds more collateral damage to our impending bill from Google. And mm-hmm. the, the maintenance may have to come around and sweep up our mess. But um, yes, we. We honed our sights in on the Snappy Tomato Pizza uh, franchise in Bristol. Mm -hmm. And what did we change the title to? I actually can't remember. Um, It's Snappy Tomato Pizza hyphen Bristol hyphen Podiat's Feldhoyer's Meat Facery. Ah, the Podiat's Feldhoyer's Meat Facery empire grows. day (laughs) by day. It's our own franchise. (laughs) So shortly after, it wasn't accepted during the recording of the podcast, but it was about 24 hours later. And none of us have been able to see it update on Google Maps, and it's still not there. But I did receive an email yesterday at the time of recording saying, your reported problem is making a difference, is what it says. Uh, Thanks, Ben. The place you updated on Google Maps is really popular. Because you updated the name of Snappy Tomato Pizza hyphen Bristol, it has been seen over 10,000 times. Your edit is not only helping people, but the business as well. (laughs) Keep it up. Uh, And it says new name, Snappy Tomato Pizza hyphen Bristol hyphen Podiat's Feldhoyer's Meat Facery. Uh, Old name, Snappy Tomato Pizza hyphen Bristol. But I still can't see it there. No, I can't. 10,000 people have witnessed it, but not us, the creators. That's yeah. maddening. I don't know why. Google thinks it's there, but it's not. I'm just going to search so, Podiat really on Google to... Maps and see what happens. Because I think last time there's a few now, of those. But... Someone added uh, the Newcastle Greggs as a Podiat's Meat Facery. <laughs> yeah, it was very briefly a Podiat's Meat Facery in the Newcastle <laughs> Greggs, which is good. And that's M-E-A-T-F-A-C-E-R-I-E, just in case you're, you're yeah. curious. Yes. I can view my edits. I'm going to do that now. <laughs> I'm going to search um, Google Maps for meat facery. Right. So <laughs> I can view all my previous edits here, which is very useful, actually. Uh, there's, of course, the Feldhoyer's Fun Foods Body It's Meat Facery, <laughs> which is still still there. Unchanged. Yep, that can that's, never change. That's, that's eternally that's that. 13 point. 2,000 views. Um, McDonald's, they would not apply our edit. Remember the time we tried to play it? We tried to change the name of the McDonald's near the meat facery? Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to call it 
McDonald's poddy at meat facery, probably. Oh my god! If I just typed in, um, got my phone in front of the microphone. Sorry, I just typed in um, Polyots, and it's come up with Greg's in Newcastle. Oh, so it's still in there. Somewhere. It's still, it's, so it just says Greg's. But when you, yeah, when you search for Polyots, it instantly drops a pin on Greg's closed. That's we, so sad. We need uh, to stop going after protected monuments like Greg's and McDonald's. We do. It wasn't applied businesses. to McDonald's. It's also, <laughs> uh, it's also not been applied to the Amazon hub locker uh, in. <laughs> let's see, which German city is this? It's it's near Recklinghausen. Oh, uh, you you suggested, <laughs> Podiats presents Amazon hub locker. <laughs> Uh, apparently they didn't like that one that's so that's not been approved <laughs> I like Podiat's Presents as a prefix to <laughs> it's now. good isn't it that's yeah. a good start I think that it's... was us saying if we do that does that mean we own Amazon I think that's why we attempted <laughs> yeah. that one it's so brazen as well that's probably that's like uh, a serial killer returning to the scene of the crime yeah. and getting more standing and more in the background of the BBC news coverage sort of yeah. in the crowd yeah um, and at the top of my list of Edits. It says Snappy Tomato Pizza hyphen Bristol pending name mm. and opening date, which I changed to something stupid. I think. Yeah. Uh, so Google still is still verifying my edit. So yeah, it's not actually gone through, but it thinks it's gone through. Mm. Weird. We're in a naming limbo, which is weird. Um, our photo's still there, though, of us holding hands. And Dave. So um, the good yeah, stuff's still there. Thank you, Connor, for adding the photo of Dave in the ball pit. Um, I'm also thrilled to announce that. Uh, more, it says in the same email, more records this week. It's reached official. It's officially reached a thousand views now, um, which is a picture of Dave in the ball pit that was added to the Angel of the North. But it's wonderful because it looks like from from the context of the photo with the caption that Dave Benson Phillips is the Angel of the North. <laughs> he is. He is though. So I'm I don't know where he's from. Little, but... <laughs> hopefully the North. I'm going to add it to this screenshot. My uh, uh, thread now. My photo of Dave Benson Phillips uh, <laughs> attached to Mount Rushmore has been viewed fourteen times, which makes me very happy. That's, wow, all fourteen! Good. Yeah, there's got to be so many photos added, haven't there? Yeah, well, at the time I couldn't find it. I added it, and you guys, I think, found yours. And I was just scrolling <laughs> through photos and photos, and it said it had been added. I was like, I don't know where it is. I can't find Dave anymore. Just pictures of Mount Rushmore, but it has been viewed fourteen times. That's incredible. <laughs> I think we've done really well. Uh, I also just want a photo of Podiats presents Amazon Hub Locker. <laughs> Google couldn't verify it just because I really like. I can't remember doing that one. No, <laughs> I vaguely remember that one, but it's um, a good one. We should try that again. Does one yeah. of you want to try it now? Not on an Amazon Locker, but maybe on some poor <laughs> corner shop that doesn't deserve the hatred. Yeah, yeah let, let me find something in Newcastle. I think. Well, while you're doing that, Michael, I can tell you what Podiats is actually presenting at present. Uh, oh, yes. Podiats presents a brand new T-shirt. Some of you yes. have heard about it and seen Ooh. it on social media. It is Beans time, everyone. Um, we promised it for a long time, and the Beans time has now come. So yes. you can go to store.yogscast.com. Uh, for a while, it was on the front page on the new editions tab. I don't know how often they have new editions, so it may no longer be on the front page uh, if we've been replaced by other further editions um but you'll find us search for vidiots search for beans it'll be there and uh <laughs> consider perhaps buying one if you'd like to support the podcast 
Yeah, That's quite a number of you have already, and some of mm. you even have got them in your hands and are wearing them and looking very dapper. Yeah. yeah we've seen photos of you and everything. Uh, Peter's actually getting married in the shirt. Yes. Which, uh, we've tried to talk him out of, but he <laughs> insisted that it is, in fact, Bean's time. Yeah. Um, so that's it. There's no talking him down. When when you both get married, the, the, the priest man just says, what time is it? It is Bean's time. Say, it, it is, is Bean's time. It is. Till death do us fart. I've got Peter I've got Austin. My... Is it Bean time? It is. It, it is. Does <laughs> <laughs> so anybody in this room know any knowledge of why it should not be Bean's time? Please. <laughs> Speak now or forever hold your silence. Hold your beans. Hold your beans. Oh, I'm going to be and honest. Also got, with uh, you, it is. <laughs> I've had my um, my mouse cur- cursor hovering over it, hovering over a certain building in Newcastle for a while. I don't know whether or not to do it. Oh God! Sh- shall I rename Cultaholic Ventures Limited to Pontius no, Prison? No, no, Adam no. Pacitti barely tolerates our existence. Okay, okay, you mustn't. You mustn't. However, a business next door. Hmm. I'm going to go for the university residence uh, instead. The one that the okay. student accommodations. I think that's a safe bet. There's definitely got to be near where the Cultaholic Triple Jump Towers are. There's got to be some legacy businesses that are still registered on Google Maps that have since moved out because oh, we've yeah. moved into three of their offices. Yeah. So surely there's some stuff that isn't going to be noticed. <laughs> this is really scary. I'm going to try and find <laughs> something else has gotten. I don't know. I just, I'm worried someone's going to come for me. You're committing Mr. a crime. Google. I'm. I'm going to see what I can find. That's yeah. So there's the students' union. I see that. Ah, oh, see, there's none. There's oh. none in our block. Those are probably still active businesses there. Yeah. Can we change the name of the viaduct to Podiots Presents? Who's burned viaduct? Podiots Presents. <laughs> <laughs> the Tyne Bridge. Oh, God. <laughs> Podiots I'm, Presents. I'm going to try and claim the Tyne Bridge. I wonder God. if I can claim a geographical feature such as the River Tyne. Um, Podiots Presents <laughs> the River Tyne. Yeah. Can we... <laughs> Can we change the name of Newcastle on Google Maps? <laughs> Can we change the planet to Podiots? Oh my uh, god, it's actually letting me suggest a new name for the Tyne Bridge. Should I just misspell it? The Tyne Bridge. <laughs> the, t- the T-I-M-E Bridge. <laughs> See if anyone notices. Oh, oh okay, god. this feels wrong. Podiots presents Tyne Bridge, colon Tyne Bridge. This is why people rob, rob banks, right? For the adrenal rush, and we're getting oh, that this right gives here. Me so much pleasure. <laughs> it's one just of the best edit. cold opens we've ever done. We've been doing it for <laughs> 10, ten minutes. minutes. Oh, this oh is just God. the podcast now, isn't it? Yeah. Podiots is that, that's that podcast where those three white boys rename things on Google Maps and <laughs> giggle about it, isn't it? Yeah, and like nine out of 10 of them don't get approved, but they still find it funny. Okay, hey. submit. This is. Thank you for improving Google Maps. Okay, well, it's been submitted. It's absolutely not being accepted. But Well, algorithmically, you've probably got a pretty high score now because as soon as you change snappies, they gain way more traffic. So it's they true, might yeah. just believe what... You know, it's like the self-assessment system on uh, YouTube uh, ads when you say <laughs> there are no boobs in this video and they say, yes, you were correct last time you said there were no boobs in this video. Uh, you gain a little score, a reliability yeah, score. This guy's yeah, trustworthy. Yeah. There we are. I've tweeted it now. Suggest Thank an idiot. Edit. Podiots presents. <laughs> Suggest an idiot. Uh, Podiots <laughs> presents. Tyne Bridge. Absurd. 
Oh, God. Right. Should we move on to the podcast now? Yeah, we, we, should probably, we should do that. <laughs> we should probably do that. It's been approved. What? Published. It says at least. No. I think when something's that not. small, it doesn't, it just, it just auto does it. It doesn't hang on. Wait for Where's the Oosburn Viaduct? Near our, to- near our, it says it. Oh my does God. It? I just Googled <laughs> Oosburn Viaduct and it says body is present. Viaduct. <laughs> oh, it doesn't say it on Google Maps for me. Oh, oh it does on the shame. Google Maps app for me. I've got it on my phone. I don't know if you're on your browser or... Oh, maybe I'm on my browser. I'm on my browser. Do you want me to screenshot oh, it? Oh, no, I see it. <laughs> oh, this, this is... is someone needs to stop us. Why this is it is so okay. easy? Why is... How, he can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> Podiots presents Oosburn Viaduct. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I'm a big fan I'll of add that. that to the thread. That is, that is, I can't believe that. That's given me such a high. <laughs> Genuinely, I enjoy this so much. It's so good. And I look so forward good. to this being a recurring feature <laughs> as we slowly perhaps take over small towns in different countries in the future. Yeah. Just slowly claim businesses. <laughs> anyway, truly, we need to start the show now. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. everybody and welcome to Podiots, the official Vidiots podcast. Podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three us, where everybody brings a a thing along to to talk talk about. about. Podiots presents Ben. Podiots (laughs) presents Peter. And Podiots presents Mikey. Hello. Hello. (laughs) How are you boys doing? It's hot, etc. You good? Same yeah. old, yeah. <laughs> Still sweating. I think the past at least two episodes, we started by saying, how are you doing? It's warm. So uh, yes. you can take that as red, almost. <laughs> yeah, red hot. Um, yeah, oh, very good. Peter, when this is being released, you are going to become a married man Ooh. in just a few days' time. How are you feeling about that? Uh, I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling good. feeling excited. I'm, I'm looking forward. Yeah, sexy and free. And I'm looking forward to not having to plan a wedding anymore. Yay. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It won't be that long. It'll be a wonderful day, I'm sure. It will. It will. It, it 100% will. And the Mike. gang will be all back together again. All three of us will be there. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Peter told me that he sat us on different tables, Mike, yeah. so that we wouldn't beat each other up. <laughs> That was not quite the reason, but uh, yeah, I've had to, for for reasons of how many people we can have per table and how many Yogscast people are coming and how many Triple Jump people are coming, it's just had to sort of divvy up in a way that you two are not together. Tragic. So it's not like a children's table off to the side with all the content creators on it. (laughs) Crayons. Did you get my email about um, the live Podiat's performance we're going to do during the dinner? Uh, I didn't, but I'd uh, like that to well, be a surprise if you can. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So um, we'll, we'll we'll bring a thing along is all I'm going to say. All right, I'm sure everyone will love it. Excellent. Yeah, yeah and you good. can't bring your wedding, right? That's cheating. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Got to talk about something else. Mikey, how are you? I'm doing good. It's been a busy few weeks. I've been involved in some very fun shoots, but 
Oh, wait, no, I can talk about one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. We did we did a live stream for Power Wash Simulator with some lovely content creators. Ooh, Truly, nice. the dizzying That's heights of being a creator is being shipped to Bristol to power wash a dirty wall in an industrial estate, right? Fuck yeah, that, you have a lot of power, don't you, really? When you oh, you mean you it. did a live action? I thought you meant you just did like a Let's Play, but no, you, you no. went and actually power washed a wall in Bristol, did you? Yeah. It was quite embarrassing to walk into a power wash rental place and explain what we needed it for. <laughs> like, yeah, there's this game about your whole job and people play for fun <laughs> and we're going to go be pretend power washers for a bit. That's good. Yeah, mm. fun. And another thing, which I, hopefully you'll see on my Twitter scene, I'm quite excited about, but ooh. Ooh, it's all secret. Hush, hush. Personal thing or a, a, a work thing? A work thing. It was quite, quite a lot of fun. A career highlight, if you will. Oh, that is ooh. exciting. A career highlight, no less. Yeah. This is from a man who's had personal messages from uh, Dave Benson Phillips <laughs> and the neighbor's cat. So this better be yeah. good, Mikey. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. A, um, mm-hmm. a, a career highlight that I, I can share on LinkedIn, put it that way. Right, okay. <laughs> Not one that gets spread on the pod yet. Don't worry. A fourth being... floor career highlight. Yeah, exactly. Not, mm. uh, it's, yeah. I, don't, I can't be going plastering my farts all around my professional profile. <laughs> Not yet. I went till I get in the door and then I unleash that. Yeah. 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 Sorry, you hide a freak. Uh, thanks for contributing your edit is being reviewed thanks for sharing your knowledge of Tyne Bridge do you manage Tyne Bridge reply to reviews edit business info and connect with customers for free shall I claim the Tyne Bridge as mine do you manage Tyne Bridge yes do you manage Tyne Bridge Google we've just told you what it's called Uh, the question you're meant to be asking is do you manage Podiots presents the Tyne Bridge don't come on get it right come on we've literally just corrected you Uh, I don't think I'm brave enough to accept responsibility for managing Tyne Bridge no. no, there's probably a lot of insurance issues and stuff to that. You know, like they do the Great North Run over it, I think, don't they? Yeah. And oh, I think I get a lot of emails as well. Like every yeah. time anyone posts a photo, I'd probably be notified. I don't A lot that. of people jump off it as well, um, which is not, not something you oh. want responsibility for. Oh, Never. we've just had a tweet from at Desi Love. Uh, Podiots is the National Trust hyphen <laughs> car park. <laughs> Oh no! Stoke on uh, Trent as well. That's in Stoke on Trent. St eight seven GZ. If you want to see that, thank you very much God. for your dutiful service. Uh, appreciate you. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Well, we won't have to do it anymore after probably this episode. There will just no. be constant people doing it for us. No, we'll have to check in at the start of the next episode to see how things are getting on. Uh, kind of like a neopet, isn't it? Banned. A geopet. Yeah, yeah. make sure you're still alive a week later. Absolutely. See what's still going. Uh, if you want to help fund this lunacy, then you can go to streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations. If you donate three pounds or more, you get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. You help us keep the lights on and you join Pod Squad, the illustrious Pod Squad. Uh, Mikey's going to kick us off with the Pumpy Platoon. We begin with T. Riley, who's very generous, and they say. I have followed you all for such a long time and never donated. I always wanted to send something and now seems like a good time. Thanks for all the laughs and great content. My wife even loves your show. And yes, we have been married the entire time. Well done. Mm. Thank you, T. Riley. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We continue with Can't Shack It. Uh, Horribly sweaty Ian Jasper 57. Everyone give it up for Steve. 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 Steve is the next one. Boobs.jpg. Nice. Ah, what the fuck? Hev, Bev, Keg, Leg, Czechoslovakia, I think. Hev, Bev, Kev, 
Hevbev Keg Leg Czechoslovakia. There we go. Yeah, Thank you. That's it. Well done. Sir Topham Hats Willie. Tommy the Wank Engine is allergic to the order. Him, he, Hyman, Hymenoptera. Oh my God. Hymenoptera. I don't know what that is. I'm slightly scared to Google it because it sounds Hymenoptera. Oh, it's an insect. (laughs) Cute. Oh. Ah. Nothing to do with the Hymen. Yeah. No, thankfully. I was worried it would be kind of uh, rude. Just a cute little guy. And that and that bug wraps up the first leg of, of the donators. Uh, more oh. legs here from Mr. Blobby becomes a K-pop idol. <laughs> Who says uh, is the name of the next person? You forgot the poison sockets. Uh, Freddie and his crabs. Yeah, Lobrotovich. Ken Allen's massive veiny cock. Oh, leave Ken <laughs> out of this, please. Oh, oh Ken. Big Titty Jesus 42. Finn Tristam. Uh, Geese is pieces. Janet Wicks shops at Wicks. <laughs> Janet Wicks is a, a triple jump viewer who's recently yes. learned of the shop Wicks, by the way hey, we said Wicks. her name. Uh, and also, who was very generous and says, thank you very much. Thank you. And finally, we have Mr. Macca, GTA, Snappy's Pizza, Gilberdike, I think. Uh, and the very generous Stephen Skodes, who says, hi, boys, donating early to make it to Ben's Fast Crew. See, that's that's the trick. Um, it's my podiat's goal this year. Hang on. It's my podiat's goal this year since I've been in the tiny troop and the plumpy, pl- the plumpy platoon, Stephen. Come on. You were in it. You should know. <laughs> Thanks for the many fun episodes of Podiats. Lots of love to you all. Big love to you, my dudes. Thank you, Stephen. Thank for you, Stephen. Generosity. Mm. I went you. to school with generosity. I thought uh, you did. That's why yeah. I said it that way. Mm. Uh, Ainsley Harriet's meat slap. Blobby <laughs> comes tubby tusted. Oh. Is it? Do they say tubby tusted? No. definitely not cool Uh, the very generous goose donk who says hi boys my partner Max I hope you're married has been having a bit of a rough one recently so I was wondering if you could send him a big jolly hello we always listen to the pod when we cook and spend most of our evenings re-watching worse games love you long time hi Max hello Max Max. how you doing what you cooking what's cooking good looking what's cooking man is it good you gonna send us some in a little Tupperware that goes out of date Oh, Which definitely. episode of uh, Worst Games are you watching tonight, man? Man. Oh, friend. Dude, have you got, you've got your, your video to meal at the hand and ready? Yeah. Or any beans time, sure? Is it, yeah. is it beans time, Max? Oh, I, I bet it is. He loves his beans, does our Max. <laughs> it is beans time. Uh, thank is. you, Goose Donk. And uh, hello, Max. Hello, we also have Sex Slave Benson Phillips. Okay. <gasps> uh, fucking beans time, boy. Yeah. And finally, just keep swimming, Ash. Thank you so much, all of you, for joining Pod Squad. Remember, streamlabs.com forward slash podiats donations, three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Uh, Mikey, your question boy this week. I am indeed. Would you boys like a question? Yes. Mm. This one comes from Maul Jilla at It's Gavin Gaming on Twitter, and they say, Pick one, and the other two completely stop existing. The three options are fork, knife, or spoon. Oh. I misread this. I thought I thought you only had to get rid of one, but now this is a, a much scarier predicament. Now yeah. they're only being reduced down to one utensil. Jesus. 
Mm. I'm personally in my day to day life. I'm always using a spoon. That's, okay, that's my it's a that's useful my shoveling implement. Exactly, and it may be blunt, but you can you can use it to like kind of forcibly chop something in half. You can mm-hmm. stab things with it. It does everything all the other ones do, just not quite as well. But it still does them. So and I I, think- I never use a spoon really day to day, apart from to like stir tea or take a tea bag out. But I could easily do that with a fork. Uh, but there are some things that you can't do with a fork. Uh, you yeah, <laughs> some spoon related tasks that a fork will not mm. do, such as. Soup, which I don't eat, but True. whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yogurt. I mean, you get you get a little bit on the prongs each time, but it would take you forever. <laughs> um, so you can't. The I think the the biggest incorrect answer to this is a fork. Um, you can't. Really? Yeah, I don't think you can just keep fork and get rid of knife. Oh, and I see spoon. your biggest incorrect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah the right. most yeah, incorrect like knife is, is rubbish. You don't want to keep a knife. Uh, well, I mean, a knife. What as the uh, solo implement? Surely not. <laughs> not as a solo implement. I guess not. But you could mm, no, no. I guess not. But a you, knife is very useful if you if you're going into things like bread knives and stuff. Maybe we're just talking dinner dinner table. Cutlery. No. There's not an ideal situation here. No, no there's not. You have to rip bread with your hands or get pre-sliced. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, f- I feel like give it 100 years, whatever we end up with, we will have evolved to use it perfectly. So I think it's, it's going to be a, a tough few teething years when we transition to our single utensil, but mm-hmm. maybe food will adapt. Maybe, maybe no longer we'll have wet foods. That's it. It's every, Everything's nice and just a big slab. Yeah. Pick up a stab of whatever foods. you need. Yeah, uh, maybe uh, you could get a spoon, which you know essentially doubles as a fork. You can do pretty much everything with a spoon that you can do with a fork. Uh, but if you just sharpened the edges down, then you could chop with it as well. Oh um, wow! But that's probably cheating because you're just turning it into a pseudo knife. And also, you've got to put the thing in your mouth as well. Yeah. It's probably not a good idea. Yeah, wow. I'm uh, ready to lock in my answer. Yeah, likewise. I am keeping the fork. Why? Oh. Why? What? What do you mean, why? It's the biggest incorrect answer. No, the knife is is the biggest incorrect answer. Well, maybe, Uh. but my point is that, like, a fork... (laughs) There are things that a fork can't do that a spoon can do, and there are fewer things that a fork can do that a spoon can't do. I think spoon overtakes fork every time, even though I never use one. Okay, well, respectfully... I disagree. I think that I can and have used forks for several meals where a knife would probably be useful just by flipping the fork on its side and applying pressure to big bits of food in in half. No, that's Um, fine. I don't use, excuse me, I don't use spoons, really. Um, And the idea of getting rid of spoons and forks and just having a knife is that's scary. I don't want that. Yeah, you definitely don't just keep the knife, and you can definitely chop stuff with the side of a fork or spoon. So I think the, it comes down to keeping a fork or a spoon, and I think you can't eat liquid with a fork, whereas yeah. you can eat solid with a spoon. So but I then think you could just drink liquids. You just change the, the, the way you eat and you True, soups. you, you put, could you just put it sit in a mug. the bowl. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I'm erring on the side of spoon just because it is, is, is a well-rounder. It's an all-rounder, you know, it can do a bit I think everything. so. Yeah. Spork is probably the correct answer. True, yeah. true. But what if we don't you, live in an ideal world? What if you cut, you know, little uh, 
fork bits into your spoon, maybe, or mm. just serrated the edge of your one of the edges of your fork, so you it's cut cheating, your mouth really. open every time <laughs> yeah. you used it. You know, uh, you keep your bastardized utensils to yourself. I'm using a straight old, good old fashioned spoon. Dang it! All right, I'm using a fork. I'm, gonna stab I'm using my, my hands. Food. Okay, Fair. that's that's a straw. Actually. Yeah, nice. Well, thank you, boys, for, for debating such a hot topic at the minute. Mm. I think it'll come in very handy, just like our Google abuse. Yes. Uh, yes. And on that note, who would like to present their thing? Oh, uh, I've got some breaking poos. Oh! Yeah! This isn't actually breaking poos, because I could have brought this last week uh, or last episode, and I didn't, uh, because it didn't sound true. But uh, I'd only seen it on, like, Unilad or something. And I've since seen it in various places. Admittedly, the source that I've got today of, of all the sources is probably not the most reliable, but I have seen it in multiple places. So I think this is seemingly a true story or it's, it's as true as it can be. So this is according to The Sun, I'm afraid. Uh, oh, or, the, no. or The Scum, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's written by Thomas Blow um, and was published on the 26th of June, uh, 2022. Okay. Here's the headline. Rock and Lou Roll is the little song Oh, joke. I get it. I get it. I don't. Uh, Can you explain it? No. Okay. Uh, here's the headline. WWE stars put poo in the rock, in the rock Dwayne Johnson's, they've said. <laughs> WWE stars put poo in the rock Dwayne Johnson's lunchbox and warned him not to leave food in locker room. What? <laughs> I assume this is a very old story. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got to be. I think it's it's only just come to light. Um, <laughs> Sounds I'm quite a, right just, for the, the best part about that is calling him The Rock Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne <laughs> Johnson, yeah. Well known. Uh, so, Dwayne The Rock Johnson was the victim of a disgusting prank in his wrestling heyday, according to now AEW favourite Mark Henry. The star's lunchbox was allegedly smeared with poo, it says in bold and capitals. Poo by his rivals in an attempt to break the rising star's confidence. There's then some stock images of The Rock. It's a biohazard, not just a shock to the confidence. Yeah. Uh, Speaking on the busted open radio, the world's strongest man, Henry, said, Me and The Rock, we always had our locker right next to each other. I came in and saw people laughing and giggling and running away from where our lockers were. I saw his box was open. I grabbed the box and was going to close it. And I looked in it and there was shit in it. (laughs) Somebody's shit in his food box. So, of course, I had to dispose of this and tell him, hey, man, don't leave your food in here. They were envious of us new guys coming in. Johnson, who was part of the Nation of Domination faction alongside Henry, enjoyed a stellar WWE career after joining the wrestling company in 1996. The Rock, as he was was known as, was one of the biggest stars in Vince McMahon's company until he left in 2004 to pursue a career in acting. Um, I think it then just talks... In absolute about filler terms, the about Rock, the Rock Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Johnson, how much he's Rock. worth? Yeah, the Rock Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, who he's for in the past. He's gone through an incredible body transformation since since his wrestling career began in the thirty years ago when he was just a skinny teen. Um, 
And that's actually the end of the article. But I couldn't <laughs> not bring that story along to Podiats. Oh, no. It's a world of a story. Holy the hell. Dwayne Johnson. Of all the people to put poo in their lunchbox, you would not do that to, well, I guess unless you're a pro wrestler, in which case you're probably a bit less frightened. But imagine one of us putting shit in The Rock's lunchbox. <laughs> I never understood oh. people who use poo as a prank. That's, it's... It's There's just a absurd lot of that stuff yeah. in wrestling. There's lots of stories of this people pooing in kit bags and stuff like that. Just to, <laughs> oh, really, it and it's a lot? not a prank. It's definitely hazing and bullying. Uh, yeah, but yes. that's exactly it's it's the yeah it's the established guys just picking on the young guys to make them pay their dues or or some mm. bullshit like that. Yeah, I know that that happens a lot. That just generally that you know they do pick on each other and haze each other and you know. Yeah. make you earn your keep and earn your place. But I didn't know that poo was a necessarily a common theme. <laughs> Thankfully, not often. I don't think that no. happens anymore. But who knows? We might find find out about that in 30 years' time. Who knows? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my wow. God. That is some painful breaking poos. God, I hope yeah. I hope The Rock's doing okay. He's, he's oh, doing all right. The Rock Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> the Rock Dwayne Johnson will probably be okay. What's the name of his energy drink again? Do you remember? Oh, uh, it's got a Z in it, I think. Zoa. Um, Zoa energy Zoa. drink. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man. And, wow. uh, yeah, one in a million cans includes a little plop just as yeah, payback. Yeah, a bit of Dwayne's oh. plop. Go. <laughs> God, Dwayne the Plop Johnson. Dwayne the Plop Johnson's <laughs> shit has got to be radioactive at this point, right? What is in that guy's system? I bet his shit, basis? even his shit could beat the crap out of you. Yeah. Like, it's going to be absolutely got, ripped. He's got abs. Yeah. That shit's got abs. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he, he even goes to the bathroom anymore. He's, he's at the peak of his physical ability that his body uses every nutrient it can. Yeah, he just so, absorbs mm-hmm. all of it and gets bigger. How's a busy man like him supposed to have time to sit in the toilet for five minutes? No way. Yeah. My body take care of it, thank That's you. That's why he drinks so much energy drinks. So it just, you know, <laughs> slips Chris, right through. There is no oh. fucking way he touches any, any of that energy drink. No. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, well, thank you very much, Peter, for you, yet Peter. more exciting poo news. Can't You're welcome. Next one. Poos. Would you boys like a question? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. This one's from Chris Law at... Uh, this my twit name on Twitter. Very good. <laughs> good. Uh, this here. According to my Google search, there are 160 English dialects. What are some of the favourites, or some of your favourites, or ones that you can do? Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Without, I mean, this is going to be a couple of minutes of terrible impressions, but have you, I, it's, it's... I mean, there's I, dialects, I, and then there's, a, like, there's, oh, there's accents, true. and then there's dialects, like... Dialects is like, you know, weird words and stuff. No, I, uh, I even... I've been saying a phrase this week um, or the past couple of weeks that I forget is not a well-known phrase. I've been saying to the odd person, oh, it's cracking the flags, which means <laughs> it's really hot. So, oh. And it means not flags as in on a flagpole, but like flagstones, flagstone floor from probably the Victorian times. Right. It's a northern phrase and it means it's so hot that the it's flagstones cracking the flags on, on the floor of your kitchen or in your garden i guess probably not even indoor in interior but like your garden flagstones are cracking open <laughs> my mum says it all the time it's cracking the flags oh um, wow yeah 
I'll admit I went into this not fully understanding what the word dialect meant. <laughs> Back to square one. Buddies from Doctor Who, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. I mean, accent comes into it for sure, but yeah. it, it's also about the kind of the lingo, isn't it? I learned yeah. a word recently that apparently my my girlfriend was absolutely horrified that I didn't know. Uh, are you guys okay. familiar with the word plodge? To plodge. Plodge. No. no? Wait, no. Is that, does that involve water? Yes, it does, Michael. Oh. What What does it mean, though? Can you tell me? Because I to, know what it to, means, but do you know? To, like, go in shallow water and run around in very shallow water and paddle. make your feet go plodge, plodge, plodge. Paddle yeah, is the yeah, word. Yeah, to have a paddle. Apparently, plodge. Plodge. She said, yeah, oh, let's I'm, go for like, a plodge. And I was like, what the fuck are you, do- <laughs> what the fuck me? Are you talking about? There's a there's, perfectly there good is, toilet there inside. Are people here. <laughs> I'm not plodging in the sea, thank uh, you. No, plodge is apparently a word that I should know, but I had never heard of before. Oh, I, th- I think my mum. Well, that must be a northeast thing, right? Yeah, surely. Yeah. We're trying to go for a plodge in some monkey's blood. No, <laughs> so, what? <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so much strawberry sauce. <laughs> Monkey's blood. Yeah, I, God, I forget that that's that's the thing. Everyone has Keith Allen, Keith Allen, oh. Rip. Everyone has uh, a dialect. I think exclusive to their families as well. Just like a word, like yeah. everyone has a word for the remote control. My dad always called it the chunker. The chunker. The chunker. Can you pass me? I've the heard chunker. people call it the clicker before. Clicker. Um, yeah. We don't call it that, but yeah. I think my sister used to call it the doofer. <laughs> yeah, doofer's a good one. I've heard doofer before. I've oh, heard really? Doobry wow. as well. <laughs> Doobry's That's a good not, one. But I think doobry is also a word that just means like, you know, thing, thingy, thingy majig. You know, when you don't know what it is. Um, yeah. What's or you it? can't think of the word. Like, oh, pass me the, you the know, whiz was. The, the doobry. Yeah. The thingy. <laughs> uh, yeah. English is a made up language at this point. It is bullshit. Yeah. But the thing is, the, the intent is there. And as long as you understand the intent, you know exactly what, what exactly. they mean. If you, if you know what the context is then it's yeah. fine. Uh, in my family, we also call um, boiled eggs, you know, like dippy eggs with, with mm. uh, uh, toast soldiers and stuff, ergy eggs. Ergy eggs? Ergy eggs. Because the yolk mean? is like, it's all ergy, isn't it? When you look at yeah. it. Like, look at that. <laughs> That's yes. ergy, isn't it? Ooh, delicious ergy eggs. Oh, we sometimes God. have, I mean, this this one is kind of self-explanatory. It's not, it's not so esoteric, but uh, if we eat a big meal at lunchtime. Say we're, we're like out on the weekend and we, you know, we'll go to a pub and have big pub lunch. When you come home, you, have a you might have a lunch tea. A lunch tea? <laughs> a lunch tea. is oh, what, it's a small tea. <laughs> it's when you just have like, in the evening, you would have what you might have for lunch. So you might have a sandwich or you might have a bit of like toast, just mm-hmm. like a slice of toast. That's a lunch tea. You have that's that good. in the evening. Oh, that's I glorious. Like that. My sister came up with that when she was about six. Like we came home, we'd been out for the day with some family or something. And she's like, are we having like a lunch tea tonight? And it's just stuck since then. Yeah, it's no, perfect. makes perfect sense. We have uh, <laughs> pick and choose lunch sometimes. Or we oh, used yeah. to. Yeah. Just pick and choose, all one word, which is when uh, my mum used to work mornings on, or well, she used to work during the day on Saturdays. And so my dad would always take us into town. We'd, we'd rent a VHS from the library or something. Oh. And then go to go to the big Tesco, which is always exciting, and then come back with like a, a baguette and some ham and yeah. what else, you know, cheese and cherry tomatoes and all that kind of shit. And you put it out on the table, maybe some hummus, right? Oh, and then you have yeah. a pick and choose lunch and you just, it's like a self, just a little self-serve of 
That's uh, lunch tea stuff. Deli counter lunch hall. Tea, yeah. Oh, yeah. What about when you, my mum is serving multiple people yeah. uh, for like a big evening meal, like a big dinner, sometimes rather than do a plate full of like, you know, like portioned out stuff for everyone, what she'll do is she'll like get a load of big like serving dishes of like various things. So there'll be like, you know, little like slices of quiche and little like, uh, you know, here's some like cold ham. And so it's like pick and choose, but it's it's more dinner stuff yeah. might all be warm yeah. uh and that's a picky tea oh a picky, picky tea. tea that's good so yeah. you can come and just pick at it yeah that makes total sense it all makes mm. contextual sense but if you it said does. uh do you fancy a picky tea tonight i'd be like uh excuse me what <laughs> hello um i know we've completely pivoted the conversation away from the actual question but i do i am enjoying this uh no yes I am. this this, Have this you got family yeah what you got mikey? dialecty words mikey I'm trying to think it's all very Geordie, so it's already pretty bastardized away from normal English, I think. My my dad used to ask, uh, I think he used to say it in jest just to confuse me, but he used to pick up a pair of keys and go, "Which keys is these keys like? <laughs> <laughs> Which, Love that. I th- yeah, I think I think that's like a Middlesbrough thing for whose keys are these? <laughs> Which keys is these keys like? Oh, it's very good. It's very sing-songy. Yeah, it's good. I like Brilliant. That. My dad grew up in Scotland and a term that he used all the time that I have now picked up and forget is like a really Glaswegian word is when you're serving out something that's not like particularly solid or particularly liquid. So if if you've got like ice cream or like maybe lasagna or mm-hmm. something, um, if if uh, someone offers it to him like, oh, do you want some ice cream with yours? Uh, he'll say, yeah, I might have a wee dod. A dod. Uh, a dod okay. is like a... You know, a kind of arbitrary measurement of a serving of sludge. Yeah, but it, but it's on a spoon. I think it's a dod. It's like a. Oh, that's good. I guess it's the noise it makes when it lands on your plate. Dod. Of a dod of that. (laughs) That's good. We used to have different names for the two towns. We lived by Sunderland and South Shields, and my dad used to call call them both. I can never figure out which one was which. Either I'm Gandoon Toon or I'm Ganup Street. <laughs> and that, was, that, that would mean a certain one, but I never quite understood which one was which. Could, could mean anything. I'm Gandoon Street, son. When I was about five, I used to go to two different, well, I guess I was uh, maybe three or four, actually, because I used to go to two different play groups. So like before I was at school, I would go to play group during the day. And mm. there were they weren't all, the two of them weren't open five days a week. So you had to go to one or the other. And one was like up a hill and one was down in the village. And I used to say to my mum and ask her whether we were going to up the play group or down the play group. <laughs> I don't know where the word the came into. If I just said up play group or down play, but it was no. Are we going to up the play group uh, today? Uh, she said, no, no, no. We're going to down the play group. <laughs> That's cute. I like Strange. that. Uh, I think we've given a whirlwind tour of little yeah. bits of dialect. But- yeah. I think that I think I'd service the question. Hope you're happy with that. Mm-hmm. Slow. That was good. I like that. Yeah, good fun. Yeah, I should try and think of some more weird things my family say because I'm sure there's a bounty of them. Uh, I would like to do my thing if that's all right. Go on Go then. For it. Yeah. In 1903, in a cheery local tavern tucked away in Wells River, Vermont, one of America's most successful fat men's clubs was launched. Fat oh, men's uh, clubs. 
So today we're, we're going to, going for a blast to the past of body positivity, I think. Mm-hmm. I found out about these the other week. And I thought it was just quite a comical, quite a comical little thing. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of backstory and history on fat clubs. We're fat and we're making the most of it, was their mantra. I've got to be good-natured. I can't fight and I can't run, was their motto. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Members had to be at least 200 pounds in weight and pay a $1 fee to enter and learn a secret handshake and password, which sounds very exciting. Ooh. I tried to find a secret hand- handshake or password, but I don't think there's any record of that. They took that to the graves. Twice a year, members gathered with meetings announced in advance to allow the men to stuff up in order to meet the minimum weight requirement. In 1904, Boston Globe article described their biannual meetings colourfully. They said... This village is full of bulbous and overhanging abdomens and double chins tonight for the New England Fat Men's Club is in session at Hales Tavern. <laughs> I feel like you're doing this like an old-timey radio accent. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. The na- no, I can't do it. Oh, I, I, no. I, always do, I try an accent, I get one syllable out and it just falls apart. Oh, bud. Uh, Oh, God, guys, can I just interrupt for one moment? Richard yes. Major has changed the York's Cast Studios to Podiots Presents York Towers. No! No! Where? Where? No! In, in Queen Square. Richard, it's on the thread. Was... Oh, God, it's not changed for me yet, but that's, that's I don't doubt that that's happened. Hang on, go to mm. maps and then, sorry. <sighs> I was just Podiots. checking the thread while you were... Yeah, the only thing that pops up is Podiot's Greg's Meat, Clayton Street, which is the name that has clearly changed, but still shows up as Podiot. Okay, well, maybe it's... I mean, it's a screenshot, but maybe it won't stick, hopefully. Um, <laughs> God. I can never show my face in that office again. No. <laughs> so what's it called? What's, what's, what's it called? Yeah, what's... Podiot's Presents Yog Towers. So if I Google Yog Towers, is it going to... Yeah, it does say on Google results, to be fair. It probably doesn't say on Google Maps, but it definitely says here. Oh, Christ. What have you done? What have you done? No, it says it on Google Maps too. Okay. It says Yog Towers on the little red thing, but then when you click on it, it says Podiots Presents Yog Towers. There's a nice photo of of a rental van out the front of it. Cute. Nice. Shipload a photo of Dave Benson Phillips in a bull pit. Absolutely not? not. I think we should. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that now. Do carry on, Michael. Yeah, Mikey, tell us about Fat Clubs. I want to know all about this. Uh, the natives, who are mostly bony and angular, have stared with envy at the portly forms and ru- rubicund faces which have arrived on every train. It's quite quite the sight to see a train loads of people coming in for to visit the Fat Club. The fat men's clubs of the late 19th and early 20th centuries were spectacular celebrations of the wealth and chubbiness of a bygone era. At once, sociological curiosity and anthropological artefact, these clubs were a vestige of perhaps the last time society found copulence to be worthy of celebration. Hmm. Wayne's were a competitive event. A New York Times article from 1885 describes the crestfallen reaction of a member of a Connecticut fat men's club upon stepping on the scale. And they said, I must weigh over 300 pounds now, George Knapp boasted. Alas, he came in at a disappointing 243. And as the Times reported, his his friends thought he shrank at least 20 pounds more from grief before the evening ended. Oh, no. (laughs) Bless him, he tried so hard. That's really sad. 
Daryl Leeworthy, a historian at the UK Swansea at the UK's Swansea University, says that fat men's clubs weren't just an East Coast phenomenon. Nevada, Utah, and Tennessee boasted versions as well. And he says the clubs weren't just venues to celebrate the joys of eating without concern and brag about one's girth. Mm, good <laughs> sentence. <laughs> they were essentially networking events. Memphis's Fat Men's Baseball Club had a reception committee replete with judges, ministers, and a rabbi, he says. Populist Democrat William Jennings Bryan travelled to a fat men's club in Concord, Massachusetts, to drum up support for one of his presidential runs, Leeworthy says. So weirdly, it seems it's 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 a powerful club. It's not yeah, just, you know, big men getting together. It's people who yes, people who rule the world. So what did one do at a fat men's uh, club gathering? Well, eat, of course. Eat. Yeah. yeah, quite a lot. And at its peak, the new members, uh, new, the New England Fat Men's Club had 10,000 members, which is Whoa. actually quite insane for one state to have that many. Not fat people. I mean, just people who bothered to sign up. Yeah, that's a lot <laughs> because, of dollars. Yes, that's yeah. like $10,000. Yeah. yeah, now money. That's like a bajillion dollars. That's so much money. That's true. The men would cram huge breakfasts into their bellies, then stumble outside and work up a sweat in a, fran- a friendly Olympic-style competition, showcasing strength and virility. Leapfrog contests, broad jumps and races. All part of the day. The exertion also served to jumpstart appetite for the indulgent dinner spread that awaited members at sundown. It was a ridiculous amount of food. Uh, and I feel like... Ben, could you do me the honors and read this in your best Brian Butterfield? Oh, uh, this is, this is a, okay. a, a menu. <laughs> One wow. nine-course menu included oyster cocktail, cream of chicken soup, boiled snapper, fillet of beef with mushrooms, roast chicken, roast suckling pig, shrimp salad, steamed fruit pudding with brandy sauce, assorted cakes, cheese and ice cream followed by coffee and cigars. What cheese an and cheese and ice cream. No, I think that's assorted cakes, cheese, and ice no, cream. I we need an Oxford comma. <laughs> cheese and just a dod, though, of ice cream. Yeah, I'll have a wee dod of that. Wee dod. Just helps mm. brighten up the cheese a bit. Um, I need a plodge after that. <laughs> <laughs> Even at the height of chubby chic, being grossly morbidly obese was never celebrated as a sign of beauty and wealth, explains Peter Stearns, a professor of history at George Mason University and author of Fat History. He notes that while <laughs> Sorry, having what? wide hips... What? Author, fat history. Author of fat history. <laughs> I'm interested in that now. Am I, I'm gonna yeah, I want to read later. that. Uh, he notes that have, while having wide hips and some girth was considered attractive for a woman, indicating her prosperity and f- uh, fertility, quote-unquote fat ladies were often mocked and included as a freak show element in travelling circuses. Fat men weren't similarly lampooned, though they too faced ridicule. Uh, uh, Taff article mentions a child exclaiming, gee, look at that stomach. Let's get under it and keep out of the rain. (laughs) You can can kind of picture like an early 1900s newspaper boy. Gee, look at that stomach. Let's get under it and get out of the rain, guys. Gee whiz. (laughs) God golly. Uh, Sorry, I've lost where I am. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just amazed at the 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 prospect these units had, the 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 club, the resilience, the fortitude. I would have loved to have gone to just one of these uh, dinners. It might still exist. It might be, it might be a a thing. I'll have a look. Meet with the powerful men of all over the land. What they called fat club, fat men's clubs. Literally, (laughs) might be more fat fighters now than anything, but um, they might still be out there. Fat men's clubs were not uniquely American, though. 
They were more popular here than elsewhere. Uh, sorry, I, oh, I butchered that sentence. Fat Men's Club were not a uniquely American phenomenon, though they were more popular here ah. than elsewhere. There we go, that makes sense. Lee Worthy adds, there was a French version, Les Sens Kilos, uh, oh, uh, Les Sens Kilo, I guess is just how it's pronounced, uh, or The Hundred Kilos, and they formed in 1897, but it didn't quite take off, sadly. The Serbian capital of Belgrade uh, created a version in 1932, and he says Britain's version of the club had a twist. Members who didn't meet the weight requirement had to pay a fine, which was then donated onto charity. It's kind of fun. Uh, Throughout history, there have been wavering ideas. I'm going to skip that bit. I just want to get to the hard details. Um, yeah, essentially, as as times changed and the Industrial Revolution took place, people generally tend to get skinnier and skinnier. And uh, so there's less people working, uh, less people to be part of these clubs. And as the Industrial Revolution began to change the way we worked and ate, views about fat and health also began to shift. An increasing number of people had jobs that weren't physically demanding, Stern's notes. And the advent of modern agricultural methods made food supply more reliable. Oh, I'm saying the opposite here. Then, yeah, the, 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 the abundance of food made it less special, I guess. For the bulk of middle class, the pendulum began to swing, he says. In other words, people were expending less energy and were more confident about getting a meal. In some ways, fat men's clubs were a last hurrah for celebrations of copulence, as Stearns writes in Fat History. In general, in a trend that began around 1910, doctors and insurance actuaries began to push preferably the preferability of being underweight or a normal, or quote-unquote normal weight in terms of health and longevity. And... Being f- and that that kind of around that time marked mark the slow dwindling of fat clubs. Um, and I think one of the last ones to actually held a meeting was the New England Fat Men's Club in 1924. And only from a peak of 10,000 members, only 38 members showed up. Oh, no. And not one of them met the 200 pound mark. Oh, no. Wow. And like that, fat clubs wiped out. That's sad. I've had a Google. <laughs> It, yes. it does now say Google wants to know your location uh, because <laughs> I did search fat clubs near me. Oh, um, yeah. It suggested Fat Hippo, which is obviously a burger restaurant in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Every every single result is talking in the past tense, like it's uh, <sighs> it's it's collating various fat clubs around the world. There was one in Paris called Les 100 Kilos de Paris which I think means the 100 kilos, 100 kilos of Paris. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, uh, it's not um, It's not suggested Greg's Poddy at Meat Facery. It, it hasn't, but we could do it. <laughs> Fat Men's Club. Oh, I, d- I, d- I just had a quick click on the Wikipedia article, and at the end uh, it's, it marks, the advent of the bathroom scale also contribu- contributed to the decline of Fat Men's Clubs. <laughs> Oh. As weight measurement transitioned from being a public spectacle to an exercise that was carried out in the privacy of one's uh, home. Oh. There's, um, wow, so it's literally just more, in some cases, just to come here and get weighed and that's it and have a nice meal while you're at it. <laughs> what about, uh, this is probably the closest we have in Newcastle, Peter, Men's Pie Club. Oh, uh, they're about local pie. guys making pies. They bring local <laughs> men together to make, cook and eat pies in Newcastle upon time. The clubs are free to attend. They're operated by Simon Miller, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and they operate a drop-in policy, so feel free to go along whenever you like. The club meets in several different venues. Uh, the Podiats presents Oosburn Community Centre. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Food Nation, a Newcastle Food Nation, a Newcastle-based social enterprise, supports men's pies clubs. Men's pie clubs. Oh, he's got a website. I'm uh, I'm having pie for my tea tonight. 
and I'm I'm now really hungry and looking forward to when this podcast is done. Do you want to go to the pie club with me, Peter? Look at this man. Oh, there he is. Men's pie club. That's an excellent moustache as well. Yeah, it's like a strong pie brush on his mouth. Yeah. Helps keep all the... But it's positive. It is positive, yeah, and Simon Miller's going to be involved. Pie Club opens once a week for guys in various locations in the northeast. It's all about tackling social isolation and improving mental health. It's for guys who live alone or feel alone or just need an excuse to get out more. There's no oh, stress, well, nice. no pressure, just a bit of cooking and pie. <laughs> hey, that, that sounds spectacular. Is a very honourable and delicious sounding club. That's nice, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I'm sorry that I initially was a bit jovial about the uh what am i trying to say the intent of men's pie club that's okay you didn't mock it you I said didn't. no no i just said just... but it might be the closest to the fat club that we have well yeah so <laughs> but that was purely at face value and i learned my lesson i shouldn't have judged a book by its cover and i'm glad i looked into it more and i learned the facts yeah hey it's carrying on the 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 camaraderie and joviousness of the fat club. Yes. yeah exactly they want you to be happy and you know have a good time precisely precisely exactly well thank you for your thing mikey that was really interesting (laughs) you're very welcome yeah would you boys like a question yeah yes please uh this one is from oh how do i pronounce that christy christy yeah christy it's not even a hard name. It's just like, is that I, with Alan? Kirsty. I was waiting what for a that? really difficult surname after Christy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. Anyway, sorry, Christy. Christy. Oh God, si- Simonette. Oh well, there you go. Simon. Yeah, that's, it. that's a bit Might harder. Simonette. Yeah. Simonette. Simonette. Just KS. I'll call them at KS Simonette on Twitter. Asks. You're about to die in a real-life movie cliché of sacrifice yourself to save the world, and your final moments will be broadcast for the entire world to hear. What do you think your last words will be? Something meaningful? Something inspiring? Or a personal message to a loved one? Or maybe it's just a bit of vandalism Mm. for your last mark on Earth. What about Podiots Presents Ben's Death? (laughs) Yay! Yay! I think you've got to go out on a quip, right? If you're, I think it depends entirely on like to what extent or in, in what way I'm dying. So if I'm, mm. you know, uh, I don't know if I'm if I'm taking a bullet. Say I've been launched into space, mm. right? And, yeah. Uh, a, an alien nuke. I don't know why they had to launch me, but they had to launch me. <laughs> So that it would There's maybe only one man. <laughs> okay, here's the story, right? Mm. An alien nuke is being fired at the planet. Uh, it will only it's the only way of detonating it before it hits Earth is sending a human being up there because it's got a human detector on it, and it will only blow up when it interacts with humans because they want it to blow up when it lands on Earth. You see, so it's it's got a thing on it that when it detects humans, it detonates. So they've got to launch someone up there. So yeah. that it blows up in space. They launch me. <laughs> Fab. And uh, I I do some kind of nuke-related quip. Um, so as I'm as I'm flying towards it, I go... Uh, um, what if you say, actually, it's pronounced nuclear, and then you die? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably what I would say, yeah. Um, Talk about clean energy, something like that. Mm-hmm. 
I mm. there's a quip that I not a quip, but there's a joke I say a lot of the time. I think I've even talked about this on Podiats. It's not remotely relevant to this situation, but I think I would just <laughs> as my last opportunity, I would just say yeah. it completely out of context. So what I do is when we walk into restaurants and it's really quiet, I always turn to Amy and go, huh, "I'm glad we booked a table." Um, and that's what I would do as I'm as I'm hurtling towards Just a nonsense. Goes, what? This space nuke. I would g- look down the camera that they've attached to my shoulder and go, yeah. "I'm glad we booked a table." And that's it. Those and are my last save words. Save humanity. Yeah, that's a, that's great. I like that one. Um, I would probably go similar, yeah. but it would just sort of be. I would affect a sort of stereotypical, mildly offensive Italian American accent. Mm. And just say, I guess you could say I'm about to sleep with the fishes and then die, <laughs> in, regardless of the context. In a non-water related. <laughs> <death. laughs> the less uh, close I am to water, or far, I suppose you could say, the better. Some kind uh, of desert related apocalypse is Yeah, subverted. but then it would almost be ironic, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I suppose think it I, would. I think I'd rather it just maybe in space as well. Yeah. Just, I guess you could say I'm about to sleep with the fish. And then I die and the world goes, what the fuck was he? What was that? That was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> what was that about? I think I want, I want to, in my active heroism, I want to leave behind a mystery as I leave as well. Oh. So I think final thing I say, just out loud, scream to the world. It's hidden beneath blobby world or blobby land. (laughs) (laughs) I want this to be like a national hunt, national treasure kind of hunt for whatever the hell is hidden beneath Mr. Blobby's house at blobby land. In crinkly bottom, that's what it's called. Crinkly bottom. (laughs) And start a a worldwide worldwide manhunt and dig to find what it is. Maybe I'll I'll actually put something down there before I I, I kick the bucket to have a payoff, a very underwhelming one. Like a a little party, uh, a Christmas cracker with a little crappy plastic ring in it. Yeah. Or one of those treasure. birthday cards that has a recorded message in it, and when they open the card, it goes, <laughs> well, I guess you could say I'm about to sleep with the fishes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I think we did. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Smashed it. All right, well, give us our time to shine. We'll save the world and give you a hell of a mm-hmm. quip at the end. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm going to die, then, yeah, I'm going out in a weird way, I think. Yeah. I'm saving the world. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, would you guys like to hear my thing? Yes, please. Ooh, yes, please. Uh, so I saw this tweet a little while ago. You probably saw it too. It's from a Twitter account called Weird Medieval Guys. Right. Uh, and yeah. the tweet is as follows. In the early 15th century, Edward, second Duke of York, wrote a list of 1,126 names he considered to be suitable for dogs. Brilliant. Highlights <laughs> from the list include Nosewise, Garlic with a K, Prettyman, which I assume is Prettyman, mm. but with one T, Gaylard, <laughs> Norman, and Filth with an E on the end. Oh. Wow. So that's what Edward thought was an appropriate name for the dogs. Now, I thought there would be some mileage perhaps in looking up more of these, trying to find out. I couldn't find it, but I did find an article oh. on rkform.de about names that famous individuals in the middle ages or medieval times uh names that that were given to dogs and cats so i've got some examples of famous dogs and cats um and it ends on a little poem about a cat that someone had uh so here we go We're, we're talking about dogs now 
people in the Middle Ages did keep pets. Dogs, cats, birds, monkeys and many other kinds of animals. Although they often had particular duties, i.e. hunting or catching rats, there are many accounts that showed affection and love between these pets and their owners. Scattered in various texts and remains from the Middle Ages and the research by Kathleen Walker Makel, maybe, has uncovered several examples of medieval pet names. In England, we find dogs that were named Sturdy, Whitefoot, Hardy, Jack with two Ks and an E on the end, Bo and Terry. Anne Boleyn, one of the wives of King Henry VIII, had a dog named Percoy, who got its name from the French Pourquoi, because it was very inquisitive. Geoffrey Chauser, not sure. Oh, Chaucer. Sorry? Chaucer. Chaucer. Okay, yeah. I was trying to be clever with it. Geoffrey Chaucer's The Nun's Priest Tale has a line where they name three dogs, Cole, Talbot, and Gurland. Meanwhile, in the early 15th century, Edward, Duke of York, wrote The Master of Game, which explains how dogs are, u- are to be used in hunting and taken care of. He also included a list of 1,100 names that he thought would be appropriate for hunting dogs. They include Troy, Nosewise, a- Amiable, Nameless, <laughs> Cl- oh. Clench... Uh, Bragg, Ringwood, and Holdfast. I like Nosewise. Oh. I like n- Nameless. Well, nameless. Yeah. Na- yeah, Nameless is good... interesting. It's Nameless with one <laughs> S, so it's technically Nameless. Right. Um, meanwhile, in Switzerland, a list of 80 dogs that took part in a shooting festival in the year 1504 has been preserved. They reveal the most popular name was First, which means Prince. Oh. Other names oh. included Venus, Fortuna, and Turg with a G in between the R and the K. Oh. Some dogs got their names from the work being done by their owners. Hemmerly, Little Hammer, belonged to a locksmith, while Spichli, Little Spoke, belonged to a wagoner. Oh. Uh, the 14th century French knight Johan de Sur had a hound named Parcival, while his wife had Diamant. Leon Battista Albert. Alberti, the Renaissance philosopher, said his dog was sired by Megastomo, Big Mouth. Uh, Ludovico also got a... Hang on, I've skipped ahead there. Uh, Ludovico III Gonzaga, ruler of the city of Mantua from 1444 to 1478, has at least two do- has at least <laughs> two dogs, Rubino and Bellina. When Rubino died, Ludovico ordered that he'd be buried in a casket and that he would make sure that the animal would also get a tombstone. Isabella d'Est, a famous Italian lady and also a ruler of Mantua, was known to have many little dogs, two of which were named Aura and Mamia. Mamia, maybe. Uh, And finally, there is also the story of Guinefor, the saint dog. In the 13th century, Stephen de Bourbon explains that the peasants near the French city of Lyon were saying prayers at the grave of a dog named Guinefort and reporting that he was doing miracles, especially for infants. So there's some famous dog names from 500 or so years ago. um, And we've also got some cats now. So in medieval England, domestic cats were known as Gib or Jib, the short form of of Gilbert, it says, and that name was also <laughs> popular for individual pet cats. So apparently, cats were colloquially known as Gibbs. Gil- oh, That's Gilbert. That's interesting. Gilberts, apparently. Because I remember reading once about uh, someone who was tried as a witch, and she uh, said that her her familiar, who was uh, took the form of a cat, even though it was you know Satan, 
uh, taking the form of a cat. She said his name was Gib. And I never realized oh. that that's like a common thing. I thought that was just specifically that cat. But Hey, well, there we yeah. are. Gilbert. Uh, meanwhile, in France, they were called Tibers or Tiber or Tiber with a T. S or T was generic name to domestic cats in France. Uh, Tibbert, I'm just going to say it that way. The cat was one of the characters in the Renard the Fox animal fables. Yeah, you know those people. He's Peter? the prince of cats. Tibbert. Yeah. Tibbert. There's all. There's like like a cockerel. He's called Chanticleer or something. There's a wolf called Eason Grim. I know. I've heard of Reynard. I've not read any of them, but yeah, it's like famous. I thought you might be aware. Famous kind of fables, I think, from popular in France. Okay. Uh, other names for cats included Mite, which is probably not how that's pronounced, uh, who prowled around Beaulieu, Beaulieu Abbey in the 13th century, and Below, a grey cat belonging to, oh, bloody hell, Joachim Dubelet in the 16th century. Isabella Dest also owned a cat named Martino. Full stop. Uh, old Irish legal texts refer to several individual cats and names them. M- oh, God. Meone, which means little meow. Uh, oh. Cruibni. I'm so sorry to any Italian speakers listening, uh, which means little paws. Uh, oh. Brion, which means little flame, and it says perhaps an orange cat. Oh. And Glasnenta, <laughs> nettle grey. Uh, and finally, an Irish poem from the 9th century describes how a monk owned a cat named Pangur Ban, which I'm definitely mispronouncing, which meant fuller white. The poem begins, I and Pangur Ban, my cat, tis a like task we are at. Hunting mice is his delight. Hunting words, I sit all night. Ooh. Oh, very like clear. A ninth century poem about a pet cat. So people have had pet animals, obviously, for a very long time, but clearly they were just as attached to them then mm. as we are now, and they gave them all sorts of fun little names. So yeah, I didn't expect the, like there to be so many smart little names, like the cat who was inquisitive. Yeah, got like a, 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 a pun yeah. on the French word for it. Like, wow, Percoy so the dog. Percoy, that's it. Yeah, yeah, you'd think if they just owned them as a you know to catch mice. It's a very much a functional thing. It's it's a tool, and you could just as easily call it the cat. You know, like as it, you don't need a name to be able to refer to it. So if you know, like you say, they're, they're clearly attached to them. They actually care. It's not just oh yes, we we must get a cat, or you know, have have you put water out for the cat, um, which we Gilbert. have, yeah, Gib purely to <laughs> which exists purely to kill mice. No, it's yeah. got a name. We care. We do. Yeah. We, we all care. Uh, so there we are. That uh, sent me down a little rabbit hole there. Uh, but uh, I hope we've all learned something about medieval animal names mm. for dogs and cats specifically. Uh, but that is my thing. Love it. Nice. Thank you. Very cute. Yeah. Would you boys like a final question to end on? Yes. This one's from Jared at likeaglove90 on Twitter. And they say, I just remembered The Black Knight with Martin Lawrence existed. If you were thrown back in time, let's say beyond 100 years, and could bring one piece of modern technology to prove you're a time traveller, what would you bring? And how would you convince the world? Keith, Keith. How far back are we going? Let's say 300 years. That feels like a solid number. Okay, so about 1700s, early 1700s. So 
basically pre-industrial revolution. There was some early stuff going on, but the train essentially didn't exist. Uh, the plane definitely didn't. Um, Fat men's clubs hadn't come no. into existence yet. Man, see... For some reason, my my brain instantly went to, like, you know, those toys that you draw spirals with. You put on a piece of paper <laughs> and you spin it. Spirograph and, and, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did, thought that'd be really impressive, but they probably had those for quite a while, didn't they? That's not exactly a very modern modern thing. Yeah. They, it would, it would, they would find it interesting, for sure. Um, it wouldn't do any good to take your phone back because... You know, you'd run out of charge and a lot of it wouldn't work because you wouldn't have internet access. I know you'd still be able to just show them even just the notion of getting a phone out and having it scroll through anything mm. that you can get working without internet would be probably pretty mind-blowing that you've got this sort of shiny stone that can, like, scroll images across it. But it wouldn't last long. You'd have to make sure you get to someone important and show it to them. Um <laughs> So I'd probably prefer something that doesn't take power. But what's the most interesting, modern, witchcrafty-looking thing that doesn't need mm. electricity in it? If you want to go really basic, you could take a lighter. Yeah, yeah, oh, that would be... Because yeah. you can operate it and explain it, in a sense. Yeah. Uh, and you also have plastic in it, which would also be completely alien mm. to them. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um... Uh, oh, I had something. What was it? It's going to be really stupid as well. It's not going to be worth it. I, oh, I take, I'm going to go chaos mode when I'm there. I'm going to take a Polaroid camera, a, 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 like a bag full of AA batteries to power it for at least a couple oh, yeah. of months and a bag full of Polaroid film. And I'm going to I go around and just use it as a weapon and use it to threaten people. Say, right, I've got your soul now in this picture. Oh. You better do what I say. Make me king, or else I destroy it, and so do you. You'd be murdered I mean, the in the night. The jig could very easily be up. <laughs> yeah. You'd be murdered in the night. Yes, I would. But at least I think for maybe half an hour, I'd have a good stretch of being just absolute king. But yeah, yeah I feel like it wouldn't take long for someone to to just disprove that, and then instantly looks like I'm going to be sleeping state. with the fishes. <laughs> <laughs> Taking something battery powered is a good idea, though. Like, yeah, that solves my issue of running out of electricity within a day. Um, or one of those torches sketch. that you wind up, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That way you wouldn't have to worry about battery either. True, true. Um, I'm not sure how interesting that is in the world that has harnessed fire, though. I think you've got to go an extra mile. What, electric light? I guess, no, it is pretty handy now I think about it. Yes, everlasting, just needs a little bit of a mm, twirl. Maybe. Um... A little stylophone could be good, like one of those little keyboards. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Songs He's a musical a... witch. <laughs> <laughs> He's making sound from nothing. You could really change history, even you know, even going only 300 years back. You could introduce something there that would function perfectly well in that era and wouldn't be reliant on batteries. Like If you introduced the typewriter or... Apparently the printing press was like a huge revolution in, I think that was earlier than 1700s. It's like earlier than you think. And it doesn't sound like it's, it's not a very exciting invention by modern standards because we don't use the printing press anymore. Obviously we have uh, things that have stemmed from it. We've got printers, but you know, we don't think, think of the press anymore, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I'm sure there are a lot of references to how that was like an, a, a revolution as an invention. And uh if you could just take 
something from like if you took a typewriter to the 1700s that's taken it back by like a hundred years and that alone would probably change the future in some way yeah yeah I like that spreading spreading information and knowledge to the masses rather than me trying to overtake a small town and get yeah. murdered on, on the way <laughs> one of those calculators <laughs> that has the little solar panel on the top oh yeah <gasps> yeah and then you can show them you can write boobs yes. on it Great. <laughs> yeah and i'll explain what 420 means mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> Just... <laughs> huge oh, huge huge there we go well, i think we've we've Thoroughly stumped some some old timers hit not old timers old timey people from people from the past stupid old I mean. people fantastic <laughs> yeah. well thank you for your things and the questions guys mm. uh, thank you that is the end of this poddy it's episode thank you so much for listening everybody I believe there's some sort of store Michael you're Don Tootin if you navigate to store.yogscast.com and navigate over to our little corner of the website you'll find new merch oh. wowee. Because hey. it is indeed beans time. Really beans time. We have, we've got some lovely shirts on the store with a beautiful graphic alongside all of our your old favourites, including the VS1 shirt. Why not make a bundle out of it? Ooh, get both. I'll do what you want. Just buy the one shirt. That'll be plenty. Thank you. Yeah, go check it out. Lots of, well, <laughs> one new thing one on new there. Thing. But hey, it, it's a banger. It is a yes. go binger. Go get it. Go get it. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all.com forward slash official. Bit.ly forward slash Vidiot's official Discord. That's Camel Case, by the way, if you want to join our Discord and say hello to the six people who are on there currently. Um, we've got so many members on that Discord, but they all drifted away since we just stopped promoting it. But it, it, <laughs> yeah. if you're still on there, come in, say hi, hang out, play games with each other, do something. I don't know. Just play nice you don't see you i just don't see each other very often okay what camel case means i never i never understood the relation between camel case and camels is because it's it's Cause high it's and low uppercase low yes yeah, because like, you, if you've got like a capsule letter in the middle it's like a camel hump yeah yeah, yeah. it should also be in the description makes- as well if people want to click on it there do it that way uh, twitch.tv forward slash vidiots official as well we sometimes stream there go check it out uh once again streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations have you thought that the things you've heard today are worth money we don't think so but some of you disagree <laughs> and if you disagree you can give us three pounds please thank you and we'll give you a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show you'll join pod squad and uh, join either the pumpy platoon the tiny troop or the fast crew and Mikey's going to kick us off right now. The generous T. Riley. Thank you. Can't shack it. Horribly sweaty Ian Jasper 57. Everyone, give it up for Steve. Yay. Steve. <laughs> Boobs.jpg. Hev Bev Keg Leg Czechoslovakia. Sir Topham Hats Willie. Tommy the Wank Engine is allergic to the order. Hymenoptera. Thank you. <laughs> also, Mr. Blobby becomes a K-pop idol. Who says? You forgot the poison sockets. Freddy and his crabs, yeah. Lobrotovich. Ken Allen's massive veiny cock. Big Titty Jesus 42. Finn Tristam. Geese is pieces. Janet Wicks shops at Wicks. And who was very generous and says... 
Finally, we have Mr. Macca, GTA Snappy's Pizza Gilbert Dyke, the very generous Stephen Skodes, Ainsley Harriet's Meat Slap, Bobby Blob, sorry, Blobby comes Tubby Tusted, the extremely generous Goose Donk, uh, Sex Slave Benson Phillips, Fucking Beans Time Boy, and Just Keep Swimming Ash. Thank you so much, everybody. That's your pod squad for this week. Streamlabs.com forward slash poddy. It's donations. Three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Thank you so much. Hey, uh, Peter, what's out on Vidiots this week? I'll tell you. Um, we begin with Worst Games Ever, London Racer Police Madness. Ooh. Marrying Chickens, Vanilla Minecraft Episode 2. Mm. The world's most derangerous hunter, Hunting Unlimited 2008. Remember that? Oh, God, yeah. That was a weird game. Um, uh, Podiat's episode 10, Boppis, featuring Cultaholic. Uh, ben wow, goes to is ca- that the origin of Boppis? Wait, that can't be. What? Is that the first time we, That's we the talked first time about we might Boppis? talked about it, yeah, because of that Boss- meme. June Jesus. the 10th, 2018. Boppis. Wow. Online. Ben goes to KFC, Vanilla Minecraft episode three. Post some tat twenty one, stab proof Mikey. That was when you got <laughs> the stab proof vest, which apparently required an extra yeah, part. It needed a plate and we nearly in it, tried to stab it? Yeah, you put like a plate inside it. Oh, we we like, Let's try there. it. Oh, um, God. Worst games ever, Smarties Meltdown. Oh no! Why <laughs> We're getting a divorce, Minecraft uh, Vanilla Minecraft episode four. Uh, wrestling with friends. The Simpsons Wrestling featuring Cultaholic. Oh, we had a, a good time with them. Made multiple things. Um, uh, ben Makes a Sex Worker. Vanilla Minecraft Episode 5. WWE 2K18 One-Handed Challenge featuring Cultaholic. Mm. Post some tap number 22. Filling our nappies. Uh, and Becoming Wasteland Survivors. Fallout oh, New yes. Vegas Part 1. So that's the last play. That's the one with the most views probably. <laughs> yeah yeah it probably is excellent um, in fact I'll tell you yeah. uh, it's got more views than the second let's play I'll just go to the next page where's the live action challenge oh no live, live action challenge does have 3,000 more views that's good um, I wonder yes. if that's changed in recent times because we played it a few yeah. times haven't we on streams where we're all together and we sort of talk about it a lot as being a, a big one yeah. but yeah, yeah. That was certainly um, the trend with the other ones, for sure. Yeah. Um, excellent. Well, there's so much to watch. What a fantastic channel. I'm glad it's still going. It just sort of the mm-hmm. time resets every year, which is brilliant. Uh, Frankie, where, where, where are you on the internet? At Paraboy on Twitter is the best place to keep up in my shenanigans. And I stream maybe once a year on Twitch too. Same at Paraboy. So keep an eye on that. But best to go on Twitch for all my comings and goings. Yes. And Peter, where are you? We're on Twitch, uh, sorry, Twitter as well, at ThatPeterAustin and at Confused underscore Dude. But we are also on Twitch as a twosome slash threesome with Ashton Matthews over at Triple Jump, at Team Triple Jump on Twitch, on YouTube, on uh, Twitter and Facebook, even Patreon, TikTok, you name it. We're everywhere. Uh, brilliant. Well, why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes or your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Do we have a final question? I want to know what other people's household dialects are. Mm. Not your local geographical dialect, but what words do you use yeah. with your family? What do you mean? Where do they come from? Explain them Where to us. Where do they us. go? Where did they come yeah. from? 
Cotton Eye household dialects. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, brilliant. Right. Do you guys have anything else to say before we fuck off? No. No. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye then. Bye-bye.